Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. I'm Darwin Zip. Thanks for tuning in to MLB Extras Podcast, White Sox Edition. Please be joined by White Sox reporter Scott Merkin. Scott, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. And let's jump right into it. It's hot stove season. Teams making moves, including the White Sox, of course. And they've picked up the option on Nate Jones, a reliever, longest tenured player with the White Sox, but also declined the option on starting pitcher James Shields, that was for $16 million, so he's been bought out for $2 million. Talk a little bit about those two decisions, if you would, and are they kind of expected? Yeah, I think both make a lot of sense. You know, I mean, Nate Jones is a guy who went healthy, and that's been his biggest issue over the last few years. He's not been healthy, but when healthy, is still a solid back end of the bullpen type of guy, you know, a high leverage late inning reliever who you can put anywhere from closer to the sixth or seventh inning. And he's, I think he's, you know, got the ability to go more than anything in some short stints here and there. He still can touch 97 to 98 miles an hour on the fastball worked in the change a little more last year. So, I mean, he's, he's a good guy to have when healthy and he did come back and prove he was healthy at the last year. So it was kind of a no brainer, especially with the payroll where it is, which is very flexible, you know, very minute and very flexible going into this off season. And James Shields was everything they asked for last year. You know, I was talking to Don Cooper recently, the White Sox pitching coach, and he made a point of saying he really enjoyed working with James Shields last year. You know, James Shields realized he was not the James Shields of his raised prime, which is one of the more consistent starters in baseball, and had to change things around a little bit and worked a lot with different angles and different speeds and ended up going over 200 innings last year, made, you know, over 30 starts. You know, his ERA was like four, somewhere in the mid fours, but had a couple of really bad outings that I think skewed that rot- that skewed that number. He, he was a real good guy in the rotation. He was a, probably the most consistent guy from start to finish in that rotation. And we've already talked, you know, quite a bit over the course of the year, and I've written quite a bit about what a help he was to the younger pitchers from Dylan Covey to Dylan Cease to Dane Dunning. All have talked about Shields helping out. Now, again, you know, the team didn't win last year. As a matter of fact, the team lost 100 games. But I think this is kind of mentoring that's going to help down the line a little bit. And there's nothing that says, you know, as they go forward and start, you know, looking into the offseason market, what they want and don't want, that they can use that $2 million and kind of build to bring James Shields back for one more year. You know, they have three starters right now in the rotation, and Carlos Rodon, Lucas Giolito, and Ronaldo Lopez. Dylan Cease will be up there at some point during the year. Michael Kopech, as we've talked about before, is out for the year after Tommy John surgery. So Shields may make sense as, you know, kind of that bridge guy in the fifth spot. But both moves with, you know, Shields option being $16 million, that just wasn't going to happen. So both moves made sense for the White Sox in 2019. 
Yeah, and you said a couple open rotation spots now, potentially, if Shields doesn't come back. If if it's not Shields, could there be another veteran presence outside the organization that the White Sox look to target, potentially um, Dallas Keuchel or, or Gio Gonzalez? Or is it pretty much if you don't get Shields back, you look inward to try and fill those couple spots? You know, Gio is a guy they've had before. They they drafted Gio and they traded Gio a couple of times. So they know a little bit about Gio. So Gio could make sense as kind of a fourth or fifth guy in that rotation. You know, I wrote a story that's going to go up today, or as we're taping this, about Hector Santiago. And Hector had a real nice year for the White Sox. Kind of went under the radar last year. Again, because of a couple of real bad outings, they kind of bumped that ERA up a little bit. But, you know, he pitched over 100 innings for him. He had a 2.12 ERA, I believe, in his last 40 games. And again, that included one outing where he had seven runs in one inning, so you can see how good he was the rest of the time. And he's a guy who can very easily jump from rotation to bullpen when needed. You know, So he could make 10 starts, 11 starts for them, and then move to the bullpen. And he's done everything from close to pitch long relief to start for the White Sox. Last year, as a matter of fact, he started a game on May 26th through 84 pitches and then came back and finished a game on May 28th wearing a signed and authenticated jersey for Memorial Day because he thought there was no way he was going to pitch. He was told he was only going to pitch in an emergency. So he had the jersey signed and authenticated before it even started. So he ended up pitching with the signed and authenticated jersey. You don't hear about that too often. But again, I don't, I don't think he's the big name Sox fans are craving, obviously. I don't know if the Sox will go into the Keiko and Corbin market, which is going to be a little more year, which figures. We don't know exactly what it's going to be at all at this point, but which figures to be a little more years and a little more money. But I do think they are going to go after someone, you know, significant in that rotation help. You know, Nathan Ivaldi was a guy who was being talked about before the playoffs. And boy, did that guy earn some money during the playoffs, didn't he? I mean, what a, what a great performance he had across the board from the LDS right through the World Series. So we'll see if he's still in there and he's a guy that interests the Sox. But I think they're going to look for a couple starters. One, maybe, you know, a main guy in the rotation and then one a guy who can move back and forth, and Santiago would be a good fit in that spot. Absolutely. Switching gears a little bit as we talk with Scott Merkin now, White Sox reporter. Aaron Rowan, uh, 41-year-old man now mentoring several outfielders with the White Sox, had a tremendous career himself in the major leagues, uh, played with just no fear in center field during his tenure as a player, and now he's taking some of those lessons and mentoring younger players within the White Sox organization. You wrote a pretty cool article about Rowan. Um, Tell us a little bit about what he's meant to the organization and with these younger outfielders. Well, going back to his playing days, I can remember in 05, you know, when they won the World Series, and he was a key part of that. I remember there was a series at Yankee Stadium where I believe the Sox won the series by an aggregate total of 6-5. to They won two out of three games, but it was that low scoring of a game. And, you know, I've talked to Hawk Harrelson about this, the iconic uh, iconic broadcaster who retired, hung up his microphone after 33 years in the booth this year, that he's never seen an outfielder almost single-handedly win a series, as Rowan did covering Yankee Stadium center field for the White Sox that series. Yeah, he was that good defensively and really developed as an offensive player along the way. Now he's the outfield and base running instructor for the White Sox organization, you know, minor league system. And you know, I, was spent, I spent three days in the instructs, the white, covering the White Sox instructs right after the season ended in early October out in Camelback Ranch. And it's amazing how much the outfielders seem to have – not amazing because Rowan has that kind of personality. One of my favorite guys that I've covered over the years, just really honest and kind of direct and outgoing. And he carries that approach, I think, with his outfielders. And, you know, you, you talk to guys who have been there for a little bit, to guys who just joined last year like Steel Walker, 
who was the second round pick for the team in 2018 outfielder and just how much they're picking up just on reads and, you know, breaks and feet positioning and that sort of thing in the outfield. So, you know, I asked, I was with, you know, another reporter out there and I asked, we asked Rowan about managing in the future. And he said, yeah, he's not going to roll it out. He did one year, I believe it was 2016 in the AFL with the uh, Glendale desert dogs. And I remember talking to him out there during that time too. And, you know, like a lot of managers, he enjoyed the, the strategy and the on-field stuff and the stuff associated with baseball wasn't as big a fan as kind of like the ancillary paperwork y'all you know they got to go through all the time as as managers and that sort of thing he'd be great with the media i mean but you know that they have a manager ricky renteria is firmly as the white Sox manager but just saying he's a guy to look at maybe someone as part of the major league staff at some point because he certainly has the knowledge as you can see in the article from looking at his comments about luis robert and Eloy jimenez and certainly is able to teach. So it'd be interesting to see what direction he goes. He has a couple, you know, kids who are teenagers. So that probably is a son and a daughter. So we'll see how that affects him. But, you know, watching them grow up, obviously. But he's certainly got the skills to do it and, and go to that managerial level. Yeah, certainly something to keep an eye on for sure. Seems to really be able to relate to some of the younger players. And you mentioned Luis Robert. He's playing in Saturday's Arizona Fall League All-Star Game. And just a note to folks out there who are listening, you can watch that game on MLB Network. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern time, once again, on Saturday, Arizona Fall League All-Star Game. A lot of terrific young players in that game, including Robert. Tell us a little bit about him, if you would, Scott, and some of the younger players that um, not only participating in that game, but in the Arizona Fall League overall. Well, you know, Robert is, is really a five-tool talent. You know, they, they were real excited to, you know, kind of win that. I don't want to say win. I guess win the bidding, but make the best offer and convince him to come to the White Sox. And his biggest thing so far is that he's just had a lot of not serious injuries, you know, no surgeries or anything like that, but just strains and sprains that have kept him out for four or five weeks at a time. And, you know, that's just been an issue for him. I think, you know, there was some talk. I, I unfortunately missed spring training last year due to a wonderful uh, back injury. But I think that there's been some, there was some talk during spring last year that his ability at that point, his just his raw ability, would play at the major league level. Now, obviously, there was no thought about bringing him to the major leagues, you know, straight out of the basically the Dominican, you know, the Dominican summer league where he had played. But I don't think he's that far off if he can stay healthy and put a full season together. I, I think the White Sox, they're not going to rush him. But I think they know with his ability, you know, to run and his power ability, which has not been shown so far, but he had some some wrist and thumb injuries that kind of hampered him a little bit. And just his ability to cover the ball in center field. He's actually learning English a little bit, too, so that, that'll help him communicate out there. But I, I think they know what he has, and they're willing to probably take a few young hiccups to bring him up maybe a little ahead of schedule. Again, what they've done has been great during this rebuild in that they have not forced anything. They have not rushed anyone even when there's been needs, and there's been a lot of needs the last couple of years, they have not pushed a guy before his time. So Robert is certainly, you know, one of the, Robert is certainly one of the guys who's going to be a key figure, may not be the guy, you know, that seems to be, looks like Eloy Jimenez is kind of the fulcrum of this rebuild right now, but certainly is in the mix for, you know, a key contributor along with Kopech and Cease and Moncada, you know, Luis Robert. And, you know, another guy to watch out there in the fall, like besides Luis Basabi, who people know about, he, you know, hit a home run in the Futures game last year off a 102-mile-an-hour pitch from Hunter Green, I believe. He was, um, you know, one of the four players acquired in the Chris Sale trade, uh, along with um, Kopech, Moncada, and Victor Diaz, who hasn't had much of a chance to pitch due to injuries for the White Sox. Basabi's out there, but, you know, I think uh, a guy, reliever Zach Thompson, has looked great out there so far. <clears throat> 
a guy who could be another, you know, late inning option as the as he develops for the White Sox. So he's someone to watch. And you know, I should say on that uh, on that <clears throat> Red Sox trade, congratulations to Chris Sale and the whole Red Sox organization. You know, they were really the best team from start to finish this year. And Sale was, you know, probably one of the best two or three pitchers in the history of the White Sox franchise. Uh, you know, many times I talked to him about his desire was based on winning. He wanted to win, and he got that chance. And actually closed out the last three outs with strikeouts for the World Series championship. So, you know, they both teams kind of got what they wanted in that deal. The Red Sox won right now. The White Sox are set up to win for years to come. Yeah, not always – trades don't always work out that way where both teams kind of get sure. – Sure, sure. That certainly was the case with that trade. It was a blockbuster, and it really seemed to work out. I mean, we'll still see down the road. But let's wrap up here, Scott. One more thing. Adam Engel, a Gold Glove finalist, uh, winners announced – I believe on Sunday, Sunday, November 4th, winners announced for the Gold Gloves. Uh, Adam Engel, a finalist. Um, odds he potentially can pick up some hardware? Well, you know, it's interesting. I think just, you know, you hear these on like uh, the award shows, like the Oscars and the Emmys, about how it's just an honor to be nominated and that sort of thing, which I think sometimes is kind of garbage. Who doesn't want to win? You know, I mean, maybe it is an honor to be nominated, but I think they're leaving out the comma saying, man, I really wish I would have won that award, though. But I, I think with Engel this time, it really is an honor to be nominated because I, I don't think he's got the profile of some of the other guys that have been nominated. You know, a lot of times people talk about that it's a defensive award, but it goes to guys who <clears throat> have had bigger numbers offensively because they're more in the limelight too. And Angle, while, you know, improved a little bit as the season went on, still didn't have a great offensive year. But I, I've been saying this from, you know, last year that that man has a gold glove caliber defense in center field. And he showed that what he stole three home runs in the course of one week, this past year, uh, two against the Yankees, one against Cleveland's Yonder Alonzo. And, you know, they were a couple of them were game saving catches. So, or game altering catches. So, you know, he's certainly, and he plays one of the more shallow center fields in the game, but yet he's still a guy who, you know, in, in the stat cast leaderboard is one of the leaders in outs above average out in center field. So, yeah, I, I mean, the White Sox said this all along, but I think even if he can become an average hitter, even if he can hit 250, with 10 or 11 home runs, he's a great asset to this team in rebuild form because of the fact that, you know, he could play every day because of his defensive prowess, or he could play part-time as, you know, as little as a defensive replacement just because he's so good with the glove. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great honor for Adam to, to be put in that, in that group. Scott, always an honor to be joined by you, my friend. We appreciate the time and should be an interesting off season for the White Sox. We'll talk to you again very soon. Sounds good, Darwin. Thanks. Absolutely. Scott Merkin joining us on MLB Extras. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.